Gentlemen, should be played at high volume. You're listening. Not us. To the Grind Hours podcast. You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. Reintroducing themselves to the hot stove, trading Gary Sanchez, Gio Urshela for Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Kiner, Falefa, and Ben Rorvet, uh, or Rortvet, um, however you say the guy's name. Didn't know how to feel about this trade um, last night when it broke, slept on it, and actually, I kind of like this trade. And let me explain to you why, because I will cover both sides of the coin for this trade. The positive, we get Josh Donaldson, who is still an elite bat or, you know, a a really good bat that will produce in Yankee Stadium. And he comes back to a division which he absolutely raked in. He won an MVP as a Toronto Blue Jay. So that's a plus. He is an average fielder. He had defensive run saved of one last year. Two seasons ago, however, he had 10 in Atlanta. So that's the positive for for Donaldson. For Connor Falefa, he is a defensive wizard. Uh, It's no secret that the Yankees loved him. He had 10 defensive run saves, which would have been the best on the Yankees last year, he batted 271. He had 20 bags last year, which is awesome. He had an on-base percentage of 312. He can play the infield. He's probably going to be the uh, starting shortstop for the Yanks, but he can play third base. He, he played gold glove caliber at third two seasons ago. He won the uh, gold glove for AL shortstop last year. He's played 20 games at second base. He had 4.2 base running runs, which is really, really good. So he is an elite base runner as well as an elite defender. Uh, And I forgot to mention with with Donaldson. Donaldson hit 26 home runs last year. Um, He also had an OPS of 120, OPS plus of uh, 127. So on that side of the infield, on the left side of the infield, the new left side, we got slightly better, um, you know, obviously replacing Gio, you kind of do the same thing with, with Connor Falefa. And there is definitely a group of Yankee fans that woke up this morning, happy that Gary Sanchez is no longer a part of this organization. So it's kind of an addition by subtraction in terms of Sanchez. We kind of flip-flop defensive wizards with Gio and Connor Falefa and Donaldson Hey, again, he, he's coming back to a division where he absolutely destroyed. He, his batting average in every ballpark is at least 260. He rakes in Camden Yards as much as a lot of people in the ALEs do. So that, that's good. That's the good part. Um, again, the Yankees got slightly better defensively up the middle. With uh, with Rorvet, you know, he he got off to an atrocious start at the plate 
in 89 at bats. I think he batted a buck 67. So it can't get much worse for him at the plate. But defensively, the Yankees think they got a really, really good catcher. Tanner Swanson, the Yankees uh, catching coach, worked with him in Minnesota. So, you know, he's a backup catcher, but, you know, we could do a lot worse. My opinion still out on him. Again, he was absolutely atrocious at the plate. But defensively up the middle, we got arguably the best defensive shortstop in the game. What the Yankees seem like as a defensive upgrade behind the plate. And, you know, you get Hicks back, who is a really, really good defensive center fielder. So defensively up the middle, which is something that Cashman said from the outset of the offseason, even before the lockout, that they wanted to address. They've done that. They have gotten better at base running. As I mentioned, the, the 4.2 base running runs from Connor Falefa. They also re-signed Tim LaCastro. So, you know, they get the fastest guy in the majors. And don't sleep on that aspect because I think that's something that the Yankees will do a lot more of this year, especially with this trade and the addition of, of LaCastro, at least early in the season. We, you never know with injuries and stuff like that or how well LeCastro will do a, coming off the bench for the Yanks. But there is the element of speed again, at least somewhat, that the Yankees didn't have last year. And at the plate, Donaldson, even though he's a right-handed hitter, I think he can do great things for the approach uh, of the rest of the lineup. There's a video on Twitter that I saw forever ago explaining uh, his hitting philosophy, Donaldson's hitting philosophy. So, you know, say what you want about him in the clubhouse with the whole Garrett Cole situation. That can be, you know, running. That can be fixed. There's nothing. That's a simple conversation. It's a dinner. Cole, I think, is, you know, a leader in the clubhouse and we'll make that not an issue. Now, the opposing side of the trade, uh, let's actually take a real quick break and um, I'll talk about that and the rest of the things that the Yankees still need to fix as we head into spring training. Back after this. SeaGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, music fans, comedy fans, theater fans, fans of tickets. Use my code GRINDHOUR to get into the building to get yourself a seat. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. One more time, code GRINDHOUR. That's G-R-I-N-D-H-O-U-R at checkout. Hey kids, are those ancient records getting tiring in these troubled times? Finally time to get your ass off the couch and make something of yourself? Well, of course not, because there's yet another podcast you'll be recommended and not actually listen to. Put on your fun hats, we're on our way. You're damn right. All jokes aside, if you're a fan of the Grind Hours podcast with Joe Leo, you'll be right at home here. Want to know that the Ford Bronco is back? Guys, the Ford Bronco is back. Indeed, the Ford Bronco is back. Alongside those pressing news snippets, you'll get complaints about the Will Ponds, Bobby Vanilla, and the New York Mets. 
as well as riveting life advice from the resident love swami Nicholas J. Paradis. I saw condoms in my son's plastic bag when we arrived at the house. Two packs with 36 each. Jesus Christ, dude. Subscribe at your local podcast depository, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. New episodes are posted weekly every Friday. For our weekly advice segment, please send us a message over at anchor.fm slash children's programming pod. We always look forward to hearing from you. First half, we went over the positives of this trade and why I talked myself into the Donaldson-Gary Sanchez trade. Now for the things that I'm not naive of when it comes to this trade. First on the list is we're paying $50 million for a 36- and 37-year-old third baseman in Donaldson. That's not great. That's not going to help us get under the cap. That's not going to help us. Well, I mean... Let me, and actually, let me address that really quick here. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, that's a bad thing 100% because how many Yankee fans were like break the bank for Correa, for Freeman, for who, for Story. I'm not going to sit here and, and complain about them spending money because we want them to spend money. So while it is a, it's an issue, it's not a, a complete issue in my mind. The second thing is, you know, Connor Falefa has never played a postseason game. And we're going to ask him to be our everyday shortstop. We're going to be in the postseason. And that's going to come into effect. How he's going to react to be to being in the in the big moments is is key. And I don't, I'm not looking too far ahead of the road. He's going to play some postseason games. And how is that pressure going to affect him? The third thing is is the catcher that we got, you know, Ben Roberter. I, again, he played 30-something games, had 89 at-bats. I'm not going to sit here and – I'm not going to sit here and, and criticize the guy for having, you know, a month uh, of play in the majors. I'm not going to do that. So – I just hope for the best for him. He's a, he seems like a throw-in. Um, whether or not he is, that remains to be seen, but I don't have an opinion on him per se. It's just I hope he does better than a buck 67 for an entire season. And then, you know, as a whole, this team as a whole, we're still too right-handed uh, as we stand right now. The only two left-handed hitters in the lineup are Gallo and when the Yankees face a right-handed pitcher because Hicks is a switch hitter. That's it. That's our only two left-handed hitters, and that's a problem, and that's something that Cashman has yet to address in the offseason. So that, whether that's going out and getting Olsen or re-signing Rizzo or going out and actually winning the Freddie Freeman sweepstakes, getting a left-handed hitting first baseman is a must. Also, it's a must because right now, DJ LeMahieu is the starting first baseman. And while that's not 100% bad, it's his worst defensive position out of the ones that he's played in the Bronx 
And I don't want him as our starting first baseman for 162. I just think that there's a lot of holes in his game at, at first base. And I think they would show how much of a, of a liability because he's not a first baseman. Is he serviceable for, you know, plug in here and there? Absolutely. But he is not an everyday first baseman. And that needs to be addressed as well as a backup center fielder. We still need an outfielder. There are a couple of left-handed options still out there in the free agent market. Josh, Jock Peterson being uh, probably the most notable. So somewhere in there, also Peterson's a clubhouse guy. So that would aid to, you know, the, the corrosive clubhouse that has been rumored to have happened uh, with, with this group, getting some fresh blood in there, getting some party guys and, and, and the pearls in, in, uh, in the Bronx would, would be a plus, but we do need a center fielder because Hicks, through his Yankee career has shown that he is not a reliable option for a full season. He gets hurt. He's going to have some nicks and bruises and he's just not going to be, be there for 140, 150 games. So getting a, a backup option. And I still think Brett Gardner is a part of this team in some aspect, but I don't think he is 100%. You know, we saw it last year. He's not, he's, he can be a good backup option, but given Hicks's uh, history in the field, I, I wouldn't trust Gardy as that as that option. Gardner would be like a fifth outfielder in, in that sense. So, yeah, you still there's still a lot to be done. Um, I'm still hoping for some more news. I was really hoping for the Ronald Guzman news to not be the only news. And we get this. So I would say to close this out for Yankee fans, take a deep breath. It is not as bad as you think. Uh, there are still some issues, but I think Cashman is aware of those and is on the phones right now addressing them. Um, to uh, just get some bookkeeping out of the way here tomorrow, there will be a, basketball podcast going up mainly focused on uh the ncaa tournament I'm, I'm having my dad on again for some bracketology uh later in the week we will discuss uh yankee news if there's anything seriously major i will do another emergency episode like this but if not uh it'll wait till till uh either thursday night or friday morning that podcast will go up so you're gonna get three podcasts this week so if you're at if, if you've gotten to this point sheesh please like subscribe share this podcast with anybody who you've seen fit download the show it means more to the show then you know if you're on itunes please give us a review and go subscribe to my blog not the fake j leo on twitter i got some stuff in the works there also this podcast again like subscribe share this podcast with anybody who you've seen fit and uh till tomorrow it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.